Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit MerylArnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. I love that. And I'm realizing that you highlight this even as you talk about spirituality specifically, because one of the things I noticed you reiterated several times is these practices are only beneficial if they support you and you believe them, right? Right. So if you're going to church because somebody said, wow, going to church is really good for your brain, but the ideological information you're receiving is offending you or hurting you in some way, you're not receiving the brain health, right? So it's not necessarily about you must be religious or you must be this religion, but what are the pieces within some version of spiritual practice? Right. And I have so many people come to a meditation practice solely because they're not looking for spirituality. I'm stressed out and I got to get through my day. Right. Right. And then I think ultimately what happens often as we continue to practice, as we start to feel into that place of, there does seem to be this like calling for oneness or this sense of connection to something greater. And maybe it opens into more of a spiritual practice, but you do highlight other practices that are not religious at all. Oh yeah. I mean, certainly there are so many different things that people can do and they do not have to be religious or spiritual per se. I mean, some people sometimes even call what seem to be, you know, non-spiritual practices, spiritual things like creativity, music, art, walking in the woods, So there are a lot of different ways of trying to engage that other side of ourselves and trying to feel like there are good ways of trying to make that kind of connection. You raise some really interesting points again about how does one kind of decide what to focus on? You know, one of the exercises that might be really helpful for people, and this is something that we talked about in in a couple of our books, one of them was called Words Can Change Your Brain. We talk about an inner values exercise. It's a very simple thing to do. You basically get into a very brief meditative state. You take a couple of deep breaths. We ask people to sit down at a table or a desk or whatever, have a piece of paper and a pencil out, and to just take a few deep breaths to kind of clear the mind for about a minute or so. And then you ask yourself, what is my innermost value? And we leave it very broad like that. And then you just write down whatever pops into your head. And and maybe do this over a period of several days because you can come up with different answers each time. And then what we do is is say, well, let's look at what got written down and let's think a little bit about, are you engaging your life according to whatever those inner values are? So as an example, let's say somebody says uh, that one of their innermost values is love. So are you loving yourself? Are you loving you know, the people around you? Are you loving the rest of humanity? Are you loving the world, the earth? So Like, are you taking that value and trying to apply it to other people and to all the things that you do? 
now again, I mean, you know, uh, sometimes people you know, have to think a little bit too about, you know, values that might be more problematic. Maybe they're more materialistic. I, you know, I want to have a lot of money and a lot of things. And so part of that then has to get back to while, you know, on one hand, there isn't something fundamentally wrong with that, if that's something that's important to people. But what are the other pieces to that? Are there innermost values of honesty, of trying to be a good person, of being charitable, of being forgiving and so forth? So, you know, there could be material, hopefully are more non-material values that people can foster. And the more you do a practice, you know, what, what can be helpful sometimes is say, take somebody who wants to do a secular practice, maybe like mindfulness or whatever, and say, okay, you know, write down your innermost values over four or five days now, and then go through this program and then write them down again and see if they've shifted. In fact, some of our uh, studies, which we haven't published at this point, but but we showed that, you know, they really do move from a more materialistic and more goal-oriented, you know, I, I want to be successful, I want to provide for my family, to feelings of of love, honesty, compassion, you know, that kind of thing. So there can be a movement in different directions depending on how one goes. And, and again, hopefully the goal is, is that you try to get to those more positive attributes that are virtues is another term that gets thrown about, but things that have that more positive side of who we are as human beings and, and tries to contribute to a feeling of openness, oneness, connectedness, and ultimately uh, feelings of empathy and compassion. Thank you so much for your time for this conversation. It's been so enlightening, and I think it's just such a valuable topic to be discussing. So thank you for sharing some of the science with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.